Organized religion has been responsible, in, in my opinion. <laughs> no, in my opinion, over the last 2,000 years, organized religion has been responsible for more death, more destruction, more murders, more persecution, more uh, genocide, more destruction of accumulated human knowledge, and more ill will and, and basically bad feelings amongst humankind than any other despot, dictator, ruler, uh, or, or war of any kind or common or natural occurrence of any kind, organized religion, and it's going to be what eventually, if we ever do blow this fucking planet up before we get smart, religion or religious ideals are going to be behind it. And that's what Bush was trying to do with the Middle East is create some kind of holy war because the goddamn Christians are not as bad as the Muslims because the Muslims will, will blow themselves up Maybe they're, maybe actually the Christians are worse than the Muslims, because the Muslims will blow themselves up to, to fuck with people that don't believe what they believe in, but the Christians, they won't make that commitment. They want to kill the other people, but they won't blow themselves up. I think they're all fucking nuts. Let's just get along since this is the place we got, and we only got a certain amount of time, so I don't give a fuck whether they believe in an invisible man in the sky or not. Let's just not fuck with each other and don't blow up the fucking planet. But, since pe people who think that after they die, they're going somewhere that's better, they're dangerous. If everybody thought, shit, i got to take care of the life I've got because after this is over with, I'm going to be a box in the ground, there'd be a lot less fucking murder and a lot less religious idealism. It's a scary thing to think that only our actions are guiding us and that it's over after this and Bill's and Gorilla. It's, it, yes, it's a scary thing to think that you got, you're going to a better place when you die because then you want to hurry that shit up. I'm, I know I've got a box with worms waiting for me, so therefore that's why I'm trying to prolong this. You're starting to shake hands with me. Who do I want to go to dinner with? What are the five questions? You don't even fucking give who, me a chance. Who do you want? Dead or alive? Because we're not going to get there. I'm not going to get my phone. Dead or alive? Dead or alive? Who would you sit at dinner with? Alfred Hitchcock. And oh, you what? get to the pearly gates. What would you like to hear your maker say as you arrive? Well, I guess he'd say you were fucking wrong, weren't you? And I'd, and I'd have to say, well, I guess I was. But you we know. still have a spot for you, or, or you'd be okay without that spot? It's like the Hall of Fame. I ain't going to lose any sleep right. over it. But it's just that I, I, need, I need documentation. I need some more. I, I don't take things at face value. If somebody is going to tell me something that on the face of it sounds absurd and impossible or too good to be true or not believable... I, I need some more evidence. It's like, I'll, I'll leave you with this, and then I promise we will cut this off. Because I've used this analogy in, in several places. I used it in, in Charlotte at the Q&A. Pawn stars. We talked about this at breakfast. Fans, folks, children of all ages. On Pawn Stars, if the guy walks in with the Paul McCartney autographed guitar with a certificate of authenticity, the first thing they do is they call in an expert. Mm -hmm. And he examines the certificate. He says, I'm sorry, this is a phony, and the autograph is forged. And they kick him out of the store. But if a guy all by himself goes up the top of a mountain or out in the middle of a desert or someplace, and he's gone for a while, and he comes back, and he tells everybody, hey, I just talked to God. And he's got a whole list of shit he don't want you all to be doing anymore. They just take it at face value. Can you tell me that that's how, from L. Ron Hubbard to who, Joseph Smith started Mormonism, et cetera, et cetera, to Moses coming down from, he's got a list of shit he don't want you to do, and I talked to him, and he gave me the scoop, and here it is. What? Seriously? Let's, let's investigate a little more deeply in this. Another time. Another time. Well, okay, we'll do the thing another time. Oh,
I thought it'd be a good uh, intro music for today's show. Uh, I know it's a little different, but you know, people doing the whole hallelujah and stuff in church, and I just, I don't know, I thought it would fit. So, I hope everybody's doing well today. Welcome to our next edition of the Reality Check. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a minute for, uh, for you guys and for me, and I apologize for that. Things have been hectic, things have been busy. Uh, and that's not really an excuse. When I take a commitment, I should be honoring it. The good thing is it's been a little loose with this, so I guess that gives me a little bit of leeway, but not enough to, you know, you give an inch and I take a mile, and that's kind of what happened. So I apologize for that. Let me just, uh, uh the music's going to be ending soon anyway. So, but we're gonna, about to get ourselves into a heated topic. So I'm going to be doing, uh, if anybody listening on the download, whenever we put this episode up, you won't be hearing the uh, the middle stuff. I'll be doing some editing, uh, and you guys heard the nice intro. But um, uh, what do you call it? Today's episode, I think, might be the most heavy hitting episode we've done. You know, we've done episodes on uh, on the psychology of video games, the psychology of depression and suicide, the psychology of unemployment, fis- uh, superficialness. Uh, chivalry, some good episodes, really enjoying it. This episode is going to be the start, the semi-start, the semi-start of what, of a series of episodes of what I'll be calling the vices. And we'll be doing an, every episode for like the next five episodes, at least, I think, is going to be an episode detailing the psychology of vices and the, the behind the scenes of the fact of how we are and how we react and how our mind is. You know, we're going to have an episode on drugs, we're going to have an episode on tobacco, we're going to have an episode on alcohol, on sex, even an episode on adrenaline. Adrenaline is a vice. We'll do an episode on food because Fatty McWaddy over here talking through the fucking microphone knows all about that. Now, granted, I ain't, you know, this my 600-pound life kind of thing or anything like that. I am far from that. I'm not even at the halfway point, but I can lose some weight. I know that. So I know all about that one. Uh, take a swig. Mm. Blue that raspberry. It's just Hawaiian punch right now, so no vices right now. I do have a bottle of vodka in the freezer. I could grab it. And a bottle of um, Canadian whiskey. Uh, when I drink whiskey, yes, I'm fancy. But uh, at the same time, I'll never say no to anything. I'm, uh, I will drink anything. Give me a glass of unleaded. I'll probably drink it. <clears throat> so, but um, yeah, in any case... Today's episode, the reason why I'm saying it's the semi-start is, I'm not going to go into it because I want it to be part of later in the episode, but there is a significant mindset of a vice way that how people do with religion sometimes, not all the time, not all the time, but sometimes people do treat it like a vice, and we're going to get into that, so that's why I'm calling it the semi-start. Next episode will be... Uh, it will be the official start, but this is the semi-start. I guess you can call this the, uh, the prelude, or the preclude. Prelude, yeah. So we'll go like that. But anyway, religion. There is so many of them out there. From the entire, uh, from, from Islam, whether you're Sufi, Sunni, or Shia, um, to Judaism, whether you're a Hasidic or Orthodox or the, you know, the rest of them, to, um, 
Taoism, Confucians, Hinduism, Buddhism, Pastafarianism, Rastafarianism, um, Mormonism, to all the different faiths under the umbrella of Christianity, from Catholicism, Roman Catholicism, Greek Catholicism, Catholicism, uh, Lutheran, Methodist, uh, Baptist, Southern Baptist. You know, it's freaking annoying that there's so many out there. Um, and, and all the others that I haven't mentioned, you know, but if someone's like, well, wait, you didn't mention my faith, you were probably getting tired of hearing me mentioning all those faiths anyway, you know? And then you got, you know, and shout out to Bobby Blaze out there. Then you got people who are just atheists, you know? Uh, and Anthonism, which is Bobby, for people who support Bobby Anthem. But I was seeing what he wrote, Anthonism, and I'm thinking of atheism as well. It just clicked like that. And then you, then you have theists, even on top of that. Then you have agnostics, people who believe in faith, but don't know exactly what's out there. You know, it's like that joke from that episode of South Park when Cartman and Kenny beca- uh, end up going to a foster house and the parents, the foster parents are agnostic. And he's like talking to the kids. Jeffrey, are there, uh, is there a God out there? I don't know. Right. You know, and you can only drink agnostic beverages. Dr. Pepper and diet Dr. Pepper. It is not a cola nor root beer. It does not know what it is. Mm. So, that's what we're going to do. Now, let's go back to the very, 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 very basics. What is religion? Religion in itself is an is a structural a structured format of a belief system of a higher power a possible higher power um out there uh with the belief with the mindset that by following this form of indoctrination of the structure can lead you to a a cleaner soul a a prosperous future and an eternal afterlife that's basically what it is. Uh, I just shot that from the hip by thinking about that. Um, I didn't want to like think about it too much and be like, you know, maybe I should plan th- that part out. Like, what is a religion? Like, I, I felt to myself, you know what? I wanted to think on the spot. I wanted to be Johnny on the spot because when you ask somebody that question, they're Johnny on the spot, you know, and just want and just you know, as they have to answer right then and there, what comes to their mind. So that's what I did. Shout out to Bobby Blades, point out Odinism as well. There you go. And Bobby Anthem is the incarnation of Odin. There you go. Does that make him the Odin son, Blades? It probably does. And what's some of the fates out there that dominate the world? Uh, the umbrella of Christianity dominates the world right now in nearly every single country having some form of of Christianity. Whether it's in the Western Hemisphere with the with the Americas to Europe to Asia, there's even a few hundred uh, quiet Christians in North Korea. They had to be they had to be quiet though because religion is banned in North Korea because nobody can be a higher power higher than Kim Jong Un, the great the great successor of of North Korea, following his father, the great leader Kim Jong Il. Um, you know, which is kind of the title that Muammar Gaddafi also used, but he was known as a great Libyan leader. Um, and a other long title. It was a fucking annoying one, but that's for another time. But 
you know, you got that. And then the second, the second religion of the planet is Islam. Islam is the second biggest and it's the fastest growing in the planet. Um, we all know about it covering, uh, the Middle East, but of course that the middle, the greater Middle East also has an expansion. You know, the normal Middle East does not include Iran because the Middle East is basically Arabian region, the Arabians, where, uh, and mostly the Arabian Peninsula and Egypt. But of course the Sinai, which belongs to Egypt is on the Arabian Peninsula. So that counts. Persia, Iran is Persian, not Arabian. So, but they're right next to it. You got that as well. It also can ex- be expanded even more to cover up on, um, on Pakistan, and then there's even Bangladesh, which was part of Eastern India. When they had the British Raj that separated, it became one large nation that was India. Um, they called it British India as well, but um, it ended up breaking up thanks to guys like uh, like uh, Mahatma Gandhi, who was able to push for the separation so that way they could live in peace, which created West Pakistan, which is modern-day Pakistan, and East Pakistan, which became Bangladesh. And... Um, uh, was it Bhutan that separated from from India? They're Hindu, but they weren't. Uh, but uh, but um, yeah. Then you got Hinduism, which is covering that region, which is India, Bhutan, Nepal, and Tibet, which is which is uh, occupied by China. You got Confucius and Taoism, which are the dominant ones in China. Although at the same time, I'll bring that up on, on a later point if someone can remind me. Is that China? The Chinese government allows religion, but in order to be a politician in China, you have to rec- officially identify as an atheist. Um, so there's that for, um, uh, fortune for you. But at the same time, Islam even expands even more. Southeast Asia is big in Islam. Now, I mentioned Pakistan. Pakistan's the second largest Islamic country in the planet. The first largest is Indonesia. Over 200 million um, Muslims live in Indonesia, and that's not even 100% pop- the population. Then you've also got uh, Malaysia, which has a significant Muslim population. You've got the small nation of Brunei, which along with uh, Malaysia and Indonesia make up the entire island of Borneo. All three of them have a heavy Islamic population. In fact, the small nation of Brunei implemented Sharia law back in 2014, so they took the extra step. Um Indonesia and Malaysia on because they get a lot of people from Asia like China and elsewhere that come and visit and the last thing Indonesia and Malaysia are going to do is start arresting all these Chinese immigrants and tourists just coming from from China for a short vacation and because they didn't follow all the doctrination of uh, uh, within Islam. That said, you're probably not going to find a lot of pork products in, in Indonesia. I know that when I studied up about East Timor. Um, side note. Anyway, moving on. Judaism, one of the other big three out there. Uh, mostly it's in, it's of course in the country of Israel. Then you've got a big, the second biggest Jewish population is the United States. And then in other countries around the planet, Canada, the UK, and etc. So, in fact, uh, I think there's still a small Jewish population in Egypt. Yes, Egypt, I think, had some. 10% of the country is, is also Christian, so there's that. So, in any case, but you got those. Then, of course, there's the Eastern religions, which are Buddhism, Hinduism, Taoism, Confucianism, and all that stuff. And going from there, then you got some other smaller known uh, religions. You got Odinism, which is um, the Viking religion, which people know about for, you know, people watch the Marvel movies or the Marvel comics, Thor, Loki, Odin, Balder. These are Greek. These are not Greek. Oh, my God. These are these are Viking Nordic gods. And, uh, and Odinism or Nordism, depending on who you talk to, is that one of the big fates over there. They truly believe in the idea of, you know, uh, of, of serving under uh, uh, Odin, you know, the the king of Asgard and all that stuff, and his sons, Loki, Balder, and Thor. 
you know the the hammer Mjolnir is uh is part is um is um is the symbol you know and we have a significant thing of that in the military uh, in, I could tell you this two of the fastest growing religions in the military are Odinism and um and this one's a surprise you'd be surprised on this one paganism as well you know worshiping devils and stuff like that and someone's going and, and you know like heathen paganism which you know Bobby Blades pointing out as well because there's a lot of that going on when it comes to the Nordics you know with Odinism in some ways um but there's the people who believe in stuff like paganism or Wiccan, and they believe in having powers and spells and stuff like that. There's actually a documentary about it. It's actually quite interesting. Uh, so there's all that as well. But you can you can expand from there. Um, so there's all these other ones, and then you you go into Africa, and there's just a conglomerate at that point. All these different tribal religions, stuff like that, from their local stuff, and that's how religion starts. Religion starts from a single place and expands. And the question is. Do they keep it? Do they keep it around? Now, and, and, okay, and Scott's saying it's not Satan shit when I was talking about stuff like with paganism. There's certain branches within it that has that. And I was seeing that within the, the military. Uh, they pointed out, you know, that people believe like they can have some witchcraft and powers and stuff like that. It, it's quite weird. Uh, and they have chaplains. Uh, for it. I think only a couple of them, and then they have people who are like unofficial chaplains. Like the military won't recognize them as an, an exact chaplain, but they can work as a religious leader for it on the basis. So it's kind of like a quasi, you know what I mean? So, uh, it's still quite interesting. But, then you got the, the question is, um, you got the, you got the expansion. Uh, of religions and the question is does the faith expand does the faith grow and stuff like that you got something like christianity i mean Ju let's start with judaism you had judaism which you know went back we you know we all learn about like with the with the old testament and moses um the ten and stuff like that you know commandments came later um but you have all this that, that happens and then you got like it's child religion which is um uh which is Christianity, which comes from Jesus Christ, who was a Jew, who was killed, and people believed him and followed him, worshipped him, the disciples, the apostles, you know, and then all the other people that followed him, and it grew and expanded to where now it's the number one religion in the planet. It's the, the same thing happened with Islam. You know, you got uh, the Muhammad, who became who be, became a prophet in the eyes, and it started with two major cities, Mecca and Medina. That's why those are the holy cities, and it just grew and expanded. It dominates the Middle East. It dominates North Africa. It dominates other parts of Africa, other countries around the planet. It's quite amazing. You know, like a country, like like I said, with Indonesia, even Mauritius, small little island nation down south of Africa, north of Madagascar. Uh, is it north or east? Yeah. No, I, th I think it's east of Madagascar. I, I think I fucked that up, but yeah. So now I'm I'm giving a couple of the basics here. And Luke Birch in the chat, he goes, "Sorry, inquiry. It's just religion isn't really a topic that interests me." And Bobby Blades points out, "Yes, it is a very decisive, divisive topic, and it is." So this this episode's not going to be about the what faith is right, what faiths are wrong. No, but, but what it is is I'm giving some of the basics right now because it's showing some of the mindsets, some of the beliefs, some of the worships, and also how they formed, you know, because that's the key thing is how things formed. Example, Pastafarianism, the religion of the flying spaghetti monster, originally started as a joke religion and grew. I think it started at the University of Kansas, but grew over here in Florida. It became like a bit of a fun deal. You got the Jedi religion, which started out the thanks to the Star Wars movies and stuff like that. You got Scientology, which started all because of a, because of a book written by science fiction writer L. Ron Hubbard. And now we get to the point that it's a 
it's a worldly religion. It's not a world religion or like a world power, but they do. They are around the world. They got hubs in. They got some groups in Germany. Although Germany is called uh, the German government is like officially called them a cult. The, they have places in the UK. They have places around here in the US. They're big. Their world headquarters is in. <clears throat> is in Los Angeles, but their spiritual headquarters is not far from where I live over in, they live, they're over in Clearwater, Florida, you know, because of the state of clear. And if anybody understands that and their feet and levels and stuff. So where, when, how, why, these are some fun things to talk about for the, for like when it comes to religion forming, but now, but let's get to the psychology of it. Why do religions form? Now, in some cases you got these, why they form because there's always there's always a thing uh, there's always a thing behind it and something could just be maybe they just support a single person you know what i mean or uh, and it just and it doesn't mean to be a faith but it gets to that point you know jesus for example was a person who spoke a good faith and had these other these ideas and stuff like that and he could have just been like considered maybe a prophet you know, stuff like that. He could have just been a messenger and stuff. People got into it. He pointed out that he was the son of God and people believed, believed him, followed him, worshipped him to the point that after his death, it became a religion, you know? And I mean, it, so it's in similar fashions. And I'm not trying to say that this means like, okay, this is how it was. Like Jesus, Jesus was this or that. But on another capacity, people do the same thing when it comes to like a, a politician or, or a celebrity or somebody, you know, they speak out their mind on these things and they grow a movement and people come like that. Now there's a religion format and then there's a format of just a, a movement or a revolution, you know, stuff like that. Now, I, so I'm trying to show those are different, but they're like under the main facet of the umbrella of these different things. You know what I mean? It's, it's very loose, the comparison, but there's like a small little chain link in stuff like that in the fashion. Um, but there's always like an objective or a reason behind it. And what I mean by the objective is there was always something that caused it. There's a cause and effect. Remember, we always learned about the spark of World War One. There was always always the dissension going on between like with the Germans and the uh, brewing eventually with the British and stuff like that. And then, and then it got to the point that eventually, um, you know, the spark was the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. And they always taught us in history class the spark. What was the spark? The assassination of the Archduke and stuff like that. The same thing happens with a religion. There's always a spark. Whether it was the Prophet Muhammad trying to speak out in good things and stuff like that, which eventually grew out of Mecca and Medina and taking over the fates to where they became the religion of that part of Arabia. Or if it's Jesus Christ over in Jerusalem, you know, or over by Samaria, you know, which... They were seen. They were seen as heathens. You know, you went to Samaria. Uh, you went. You left Samaria, and you were known as a Samaritan. You know, that's why we had the Good Samaritan laws. It goes back to Samaria and stuff like that. There's, there's always a cause, and the effect is the fates and stuff like that. So, you have that. And I also want to get into like the, 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 sometimes the effects or the dangers because of an effect from the psychology behind that. And, um, I'm going to mention Galileo at a point. So I want to make sure somebody reminds me of that. Um, so let's get, I'm, I know I'm moving a bit fast and I know because this can be a loose cannon episode. So, uh, but move a little fast. What's the psychology for an individual? What's the psychology for a person that gets behind a faith? What's the psychology for a person that gets into it? Now, there are people who are born into it. You know, they were born into it. Their parents are devout. They get they get into it and they teach them that way. And that's how it is. That's, that's basically most people. You know, I was raised Catholic. I was. You know, I've loosened up on my faiths and on things here or there. You know, 
I'm a person that, you know, I, I mostly, I'm not agnostic, but at the same time, I can't guarantee what's out there, what things are, because I don't know. You know, there was, I always make up the, I make the reference of an episode of South Park. You know, when people are dying and they're going to hell <clears throat> and you got these people saying, you know, I don't get it. I was a devout Catholic and I did all these right things. And it's like, well, I was a practicing Lutheran. I don't I mean, I should have been going to heaven. And then you got like the tour guys saying, I'm sorry, the proper faith was the Mormons. Yes, it was the Mormons who were correct. And everyone's like, ah, oh, it's like, it's like we don't know. And Blades made a good point. The illusion of safety. I want you to please remind me that Blades, if it seems like I'm a little moving on because I want to get into that. That right there is a big thing. You know, now Luke Burge is saying agnostic is not a religious belief, but it does fall within the realm of religion. People always go with the agnostic and whenever someone says they're agnostic, that goes, the mind says it goes into the, into faith and all that. People are like, that are agnostic, the mindset is they don't know what's out there. I err on the side kind of within the Christianity realm, but also I'm in the Buddhist realm and I got a touch of agnostic in there. I know it sounds so confusing, but the point is because in the end, I won't know. My belief is that we won't know until we die. We won't know unless the skies open, the lights come, and then we start seeing angels or whatever. And for all we know, there's actually Thenagarians coming to kill us all because Hawkgirl fucked up the mission again with the Justice League. You know? So it's like that. And Luke Butch, agnostic is a position of knowledge, not belief. But it goes back into that. People don't have the belief because they lack the knowledge. So there's that, Luke. So we're not getting down to the... To the main, to the minimal crux of that, but you are right on that at the same time. It is a position of knowledge. We don't have the knowledge, therefore we don't have the belief. And it is one and the other, you know, chicken crossing the eggs, kind of like that, you know. So it's like you got to have the knowledge to have that belief. But at the same time, there are people who have the belief without the knowledge. You know, there are people that like, you know, you could, people out there always try to fact check each other when it comes to faith and stuff like that. And that's probably the other reason is like, why do we have this? And that'll be a point I want to get as, you know, like people want to be right. And we're going to get into in the section of, um, of like why defending so hard. And that's in the psychology as well. You know what I mean? Um, but why do people get into the faith? You know, other than the fact of people that are that are born into it and their parents raise them into that faith, why do people get into the faith? And that's another question to bring up, you know. So why is it they get into it? You know, why maybe someone converts. They become you know, people say born again and stuff like that, you know. There are people who are ethnically Jewish and there are people who are religiously Jewish. And most people that are ethni ethnically Jewish are also religiously Jewish. But then you have people who are not ethnically Hebrew or Jewish and they convert to Judaism, you know. Now, in other countries and in other places, people will say, well, Judaism is not an ethnicity. Most countries, including the U.S., officially recognize Jewish as an ethnicity as well. So there's that. So that's the one that's that's different from all the other faiths. Um Let me just fix that. There we go. Um, you get people that convert because, and it's like, there's always a, there's usually a reason behind it. Maybe the person had a, had a, uh, you know, people make the joke, you know, the, the come to Jesus moment, or maybe the people had the, you know, they, 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 and that's not even like a joke like that. It's, you know, we've always had that phrase, you know, which is like the joke part, but itself is not in this case because people do like, they end up converting because something happens. Maybe they have a traumatic experience that they survive. Maybe they, they almost face death, you know, the same cheated death. Maybe they, 
saw the light on something. Maybe someone did die and was able to be resuscitated, but during that time they saw a light and stuff like that. We've heard that before. And it's like people, like they heard voices or they heard a calling and it got them to the point that they had to become devout and stuff like that. There's always something that triggers. If you're not born into it, um, raised into it, into that mindset, you ha- you're going to be at the point when, you know, it's got to be like something's got to be a trigger. There's always a trigger that comes into it, you know. Um, now, some I've met people that they went and studied, you know. Um, I had a friend I used to work with. She was from Albania, her herself, not her parents. I mean, her parents too, yes, but she was born and raised in Albania, and she came to the States. Wonderful girl. And she was trying to find a faith, <clears throat> and she was trying to figure out the right faith that fit her. And she said she went to all these faiths, and they would tell her these things, and she'd ask, why is it this or why is it that? And they go, well, just because. And she didn't like those answers. You know when you're a kid, and it's like your parents tell you, no, you can't have this. No, you can't do that. Why? Well, because I said so. That's not good enough. I hate that. I hate I hate that phrase, you know, well, because I said so. It's like, that's a bullshit answer. Give me a logical answer. And I'm talking about it as an adult as well now, people. I'm not just speaking out the idea when I was a kid, although that sucked. I'm talking about it as an adult. When, whenever you just say that's just the way it is. No. If, the, if, if, if it can be the way it's, it is, that can be, can be the way it's been. But you gotta be able to validate why it's still like that. Cause if something new, and I'm not even talking religion, I'm just saying if something new has come around that's been able to disprove the thing and you haven't transitioned, why is that? Please tell me why this thing is still the valid way to do it. Yes, there could be thousands of ways of doing it, but why are you doing it this way? Well, because of this and that and this and that and that, that, this. And it's like, oh, okay. That makes sense. You have now validated it. But, Anyway, so she's trying to find faith, and then she found one faith, and she asked these questions, and they said, "Eh, we don't know, we're still learning, and it's this and that. Or they had other other questions, and they gave, like, well, because of this, and because of that. And she got into the faith, and you know what that faith was? Jehovah's Witness. She became a Jehovah's Witness, Um, which was the surprising thing. So... That was that was the surprising thing was when she pointed the fact when that's how she got into the faith she asked questions and they had answers to it and that's what put her into it so the that was the trigger for her she was she had a goal to find a faith to find a belonging to find a higher power because she believes something's out there but she doesn't know what and she's looking around and she has questions and they can't be answered. And finally, she asked the questions, and they are answered. <clears throat> and then they're answered in a way that, to her, made sense. And it happened to be Jehovah's Witnesses. And that happens. You know, that's how – there are some people that it's like, you know, it goes back to the whole agnostic thing, knowledge and belief. If you don't have the knowledge, you can't believe that. That's what it was. They gave her the knowledge, and she believes it. And I'm not saying Jehovah's Witness is wrong. Far from it, because I don't know. I don't know what's right and wrong, okay? We don't know. One faith may be right. Maybe they're all right. I've all said that, you know, I believe that all religions, if they're good moral values and stuff like that, they could be all right. The only question is when we die, what happens? Which is the way? Maybe we're all going to go to heaven. Maybe we're, maybe we're all going to go to hell still. Who knows? Maybe we're all going to go to purgatory or we're just going to die and, be, and just be eaten by wor- worms and become a fucking vicus or something like that, like Dane Cook joked about, you know? We won't know until the day comes. But anyway... These, this is the things. People sometimes, they're, they're, they're afraid as well. See, that's what I've come to realize, and it's like, that's the other thing is that, and I will go to the fact of defending. See, 
and we'll move on to that, and we'll talk about the fact of why do people defend their faith so much? And notice the fact that, yes, I'm talking very heavily on religious parts while not as much on the psychology. It's because that's kind of how things are when you're dealing with someone who's very religious, you know what I mean? People get into the religion very heavily, and they defend it, and they get to the point of like, I, I, God damn it, every time I got to go to fucking Comic-Con down here, there's a group of Christians that protest every time, saying that we're embracing the devil because we dress up. Now, maybe someone did dress up as Spawn. Maybe someone did dress up as the devil. There was a girl who was dressing kind of devilish who was, mm, mm, mm. you know what I mean? But, uh... You know, there's stuff like that, but it's like we're embracing the devil and all this other shit. And it's like, you gotta be kidding me. And it was it's so annoying, so stupid, their shit. And it's like, it's like, why, 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 why do you do this? Why, why do they believe it? It's like, well, because you, when you're dressing up like this, you're embracing the devil. Meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, do you guys realize where Halloween came from? Because... Halloween came because it was the day of the spirits, and as well, there was also Hallow's Eve down in Mexico, where the Jesuits, there's another faith within the Christianity, the Jesuits, they go in, on Hallow's Eve, they go and they pay their respects to the spirit, to the spirits at, the, at, the, at, the, at, the, at their, their burial sites and stuff like that, and what happens is the people would dress up like as ghostly figures and stuff like that, or change it up, maybe even some other uh, dress up and stuff like that and it was supposed to be like you know to welcome the spirits or to help help the spirits be able as they go home and stuff like that I'm trying to remember all the stuff to it I haven't remembered um um you know, it went like that. And then ho- that's what, you know, that's where kind of history with Halloween. Halloween started down in Mexico and it, uh, in, in those, in those facets. And it's expanded and grown to the point of what it is now. You know what I mean? To the point that now you have women dressing up as slutty, uh, nuns. <laughs> so, Google Champagne and the origin of Halloween. Okay. I'll take a look at that. Um, Samhain. Did I say Shamhain? Yeah, Samhain. Jesus Christ. I'm not partaking on that thread. I don't even know what the thread is, so. But, um, you know, so it's like. I, I don't get why people get to the point of like, I mean, I get it why. I understand the underlying. People have to defend their faith because they believe that that's the way, that's the way of of, of growing and, and being able to prosper and being able to go to the eternal life. And you feel like you're saving people. But then it makes me wonder, like, if someone doesn't want that, why do you have to push? Why do you have to pray? Why? No, I'm not talking pray. I'm talking about P-R-E-Y, like predator pray. Why do you have to pray on people and push them to the point? That's why, that's why religions are dying. That's another thing that religions are dying on is because of the fact that people push so hard and saying you have to believe these ways. Well, why? Well, because it's the way to eternal life well you don't know that but we do know that how uh, well we do know that how do you know that well because of the book of genesis huh the book wasn't written at the at the dawn of time the book wasn't written at the dawn of this planet the book wasn't written at the day of the big bang you know uh, for that you know people like with the science talking about like with the big bang and stuff like that it's like you don't you don't uh, nobody knows exactly for certain that's why there's so many different books everybody has their own interpretation um you know, and stuff like that. So, it's like, if someone doesn't want it, let them be. If, if, if it comes out that they go to eternal damnation, there you go. If it turns out you go to eternal damnation, then there you go. 
you know. But people keep pushing and fighting on it, and it's like I, I believe that. It should just be left alone in many ways. I really do. I think it's like, you know, why do – if someone's going to have their faith, they're going to have their faith. You don't push it on someone and preach that hard if they don't want it. And if it comes to the point that, you know, <clears throat> in the end, I, I in some ways there are people that they act like they're better as well because of the faith. And that's the worst thing you can do. That's just the worst thing you can do is like act like you're better than other people just because of the fact that you you have a certain faith and you follow that and the other people don't, you know? Because th- that does more damage to a faith than anything when you act like you know better and you feel you know better and therefore you're high and mightier than them. Like, you're not better than me. Well, we are because we're Methodists, you know? And I'm just shooting a, a, a religion out there. I'm not saying that that's exactly Methodism itself, everybody. I'm just using an example for you know what I mean? It's like you you can't. It's it's like you know. I mean, it's it's just it's a tough thing in many ways. But it's it's just it's outright stupid in my mind. The fact that people go like this, the fact that people cause these problems for for other people. You know what I mean? And it's like. Why do they do that? Why do they do they want to keep pushing on that faith? But in some ways, it's like they do feel that they're better, like I just said. But it's also in some ways like, you know, people are afraid. That's the biggest thing I find. You know what I mean? People, I feel, are just afraid when it comes to the faith because they don't know exactly what's out there. You know, I mean, they they feel like they fear what can happen. They fear what's going to grow. They fear what's going to be. And nobody knows in the in the direct end. You know what I mean? I mean, I bring up a point. I like, you know, I make a point. I like the Bible, for example. Now, here's something important. We're gonna, because this is one of the other dangerous parts about religion is the fact that one of the reasons people have left is because there's these things that have come that have been disproven within faith. Because back in the day, what happened was when there were questions that couldn't be answered, in many cases, it was brought together within the faith, and people finally had answers to those questions. You know, what 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 is it about this this giant beam of light up in the air? Well, that's a sun. You know, and it revolves around us because we're God's chosen people on this planet and everything. That was the thing. Do you guys know about Galileo? Do you know what happened to Galileo back in the day? I mean, because the guy was threatened with prison because of, because of what he was talking about. Something that's been now proven to be a fact. And that was one of the damning things. And that's one of the things that hurt the faith over time, you know, um, was that, what was it, 1606, Galileo was threatened by the Pope. Of all people, because people forget the Pope is not just a religious leader, he's a politician. The Pope is the head of the Christian church, that's the religion part, but he's also the head of the, he's uh, he's also the papacy of the Holy See, uh, which is the, the former uh, papal states, uh, which was a country that controlled about a quarter of modern day Italy, um, which now is just reverted down to just the Vatican land and a small, small commune in, in the mountains a little bit south, if I remember right. Um, uh, 1616, I pulled it back up on Galileo. Yeah, Pope Paul V decided in 1616 that Galileo must renounce his heliocentric beliefs and stop teaching them or end up in jail. And he chose to stay out of, out of jail, but he previously uh, privately taught it. 
uh, to people as well. Because what happened was is that he was able to figure out, Galileo was able to figure out within his studies that the earth was not, the belief was within the fates, was that the earth was the center of the universe, that we were God's chosen people, and yada, 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 yada. What was found by Galileo was that it wasn't that the universe was, we were the center of the universe, and it wasn't that the sun revolved around us. It was found that we revolved around the sun, and the sun was the center of this solar system, which was part of a greater galaxy, which was part of greater solar, of the greater universe, you know, and that was seen as blasphemy in the eyes of the church because the church had put into the idea, we are God's chosen people. Now we know what's the order of the planets. Mer- the, there's the sun right in the middle, that's, uh, which is a star, by the way. That's a star. We call it the sun because it's ours. It's our sun, but it's the star. It's a star like all the other ones. Uh, you got Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and fuck you, Pluto. Still real to me, damn it. You know, much like wrestling to that guy, Pluto is still real to me. And I think they were, I think they brought Pluto back in. Uh, but if they tried taking him back out, I support Pluto. You know, not just the dog, the planet. He's a planet. You want to call him a dwarf planet because of his size? Fine. He's a planet. He's a planet. Anyway. <sighs> Much like the planet Omicron Percy I-8. I love Futurama. Anyway. Um, it was found to be that the Earth revolved around the sun. And we were one of many planets in this solar system. And that was the eyes of the blasphemy because that meant the mindset of, well, if that's the case, does that mean we're not God's chosen people? He's not his chosen children and stuff like that? And yada, yada. And the church feared that. See, that was the problem is that when there was all these questions that were brought into the umbrella, the church, and this goes back to psychology as well. The psychology was, you guys know about the domino theory, which is what got us into the Vietnam War. The belief was that if, if we allow communism to expand in one place, it's going to keep expanding and growing more. And the belief was we have to stop them from growing in Vietnam. If we can stop Vietnam, if Vietnam falls to communism, the rest will fall after that domino effect. You know what I mean? And so... We're running like that. That was the belief within the church. If we allow one thing to fall and people will start doubting us and they'll move away, more people will follow. If one person leaves the church, another person may leave the church. And then if that means two people have left, a third one may leave. One of three people now leave on top of those three and then six people leave on top of that, then nine and then 12 and, and 24 and so on and so forth. And they feared that, which has been happening in the last, I'd say, 50 years at the very least. Um, definitely in the last 30 years, probably in the last 50 but especially in the last 30 since the 1980s, the late uh, since the beginning of the 80s but I'd say probably in the late 80s is when it took real effect or something like that. I don't know, Dave could pull that up a little bit more. James Garfield was a president. Garfield is a fictional cat. Taiwan is a fictional country. Pluto is a fictional planet. Fuck you. Fuck you, Luke. Pluto's not a fictional planet. It's always been around. And Taiwan's not a fictional country. It's the Republic of China. China calls it a fictional country because it's a pro- they claim it's a province of theirs. But no, we recognize the Republic of China, which is Taiwan. You fucking tea drinkers over there may not recognize them, but we do. It's real to us, damn it. Garfield, the president, yes. But Garfield the cat, um, I've never seen a cat talk while eating lasagna. I'll give you that one. But anyway, um... And by the way, we got we got listeners out of the Republic of China, so screw you. Um, <laughs> I love Luke. But in any case, when you grab other things that do, that you can't be able to say directly into the religion and move into it and bring it into religion, when it gets disproven, it, it created the threat. Now, at the time, they probably would have lost people, but if they just said, 
Well, what do you know? It shows that we're part of, you know, if they try to make it sound, you know, we use the phrase nothing burger now, you know, if they had just went around and the idea like, okay, the, the, we revolve around the sun and it's like, oh, okay, there you go, you know. It's like, uh, okay, then there you go. It's like, uh, it's a nothing burger. You know, we just found this out. That could have helped him more. But that's the th- reason why a lot of people have left their fates and stuff like that. And you have more people that are atheist or agnostic or theist or whatever. And whether it's a religious belief or just a lack of knowledge on those, you know, a form of knowledge is like what Luke was saying. The point being is people had that because people don't believe a lot of these things because the fact is that things have been disproven. And churches fight that because they're afraid. In some ways, because they're going to lose the, lose the belief in the faith, which is what's happened to the Catholic Church, to the point that that's why Islam has grown to the, being the fastest growing religion, and uh, probably in like twenty years could outdo the population of of, of uh, Christians in the planet. Who knows? Uh, maybe faster than that. I don't know. I don't know the exact current trend of growth right now, but it's also because of the fact that there are people that want to maintain that kind of power. You know, people forget like that. Like I mentioned, that the Pope is a reli- is not only a religious leader but a politician. Now, that's not to say anything negative about guys like Pope Francis or Pope Benedict or Pope John Paul II did a lot of great work. But you go back to um, the late 1400s, um, uh, dealing with uh, you know Rodrigo Borgia, who became Pope and everything. You know, he was one of the most corrupt popes in history. In fact, you go and study about Italian history, and you always hear about the Borgia. You know, that's talking about Rodrigo Borgia. You know, he, he was he was known as he, he he took the he took the name of Pope Alexander. You know, and uh, he reigned for a little over a decade. You know, and um, but he he was one of the most corrupt, and that's what happened in many facets, in many ways, was the fact that you had these people that they wanted to strengthen their control. Look at look at the um, Look at the King James Bible out of the UK. You know, the Bible was changed up in that facet because of King James of Scotland. You know, King James the Sixth, aka King James of Scot of Scots, who became um, King James the First when he became the King of England. You know, and, and that's when they merged together, and that's why we have the United Kingdom of Great Britain. You know, which was of England, Wales, and uh, uh, Scotland, and it was it was at the time. You know, eventually became the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland, and then eventually Ireland broke away, and that's, that's why they have Northern Ireland now, and yada 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 yada. Um, but he changed the Bible in ways. Now, some ways the Bible tra- changed up the literature because of uh, translation errors, and that happens. That just happens. Period. I mean, you could take something today from Spanish and translate it from English, and there's going to be a translation error, and we can get the full translation. Easy, but the word's going to be a little bit different. You guys ever had a little bit of fun? Go on Google Translate, you know, type in something, uh, type this uh, phrase in English and put it in French, okay? And it will change it. And then, you ju- and then you can hit the double arrow button, which switches, so now it's from French to English, and then English to French. Keep hitting it over and over. You'd be amazed at how much that fucking thing changes from the original thing you had. And all you're doing is translating and retranslating and then retranslating back and then translating back back. You know, these things happen. But in other ways, it was changed up as well because of the way they wanted to maintain their control. That's why today, I believe the prime minister of the United Kingdom is still the head of the Church of England. So whoever becomes the prime minister becomes the head of the Church of England. You know, so you get these you get these religions that are um, and I'm pulling up right now the Church of England, uh, the Supreme. OK, here you go. The Supreme governor of the Church of England is Queen Elizabeth II. And blah, 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 blah. I know the Prime Minister is involved on this somehow. But the Supreme Governor of the Church of England, uh, which is the state the state religion of uh, the UK, that's not to say everybody has to be under the Episcopal Anglican of it, but that is the faith over there. 
you know, in many facets. Um, and again, like I said, they allow other fates over there. But within that aspect, um, the Supreme Governor is, is, uh, is QE2 herself. So, and I know Luke's going to mention something in the chat room after hearing all this. He's going to blow a gasket, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that's just talking like that. That's why it's called the Church of England, you know. <laughs> they want to control it like that. And, and there you go, Bobby Blades. I like making songs from translations of translations. You guys ever done, like, you ever guys ever seen the video of the, of, uh, of the songs from, what's that movie that had the song, you know, Let It Go, you always hear about? Uh, you know, someone showed that they translated from English to Chinese and then back, I think it was from Mandarin Chinese, and then they translated it back into English and wrote and sang it. And it's like, instead of being called Let It Go, it's called Give Up. You know, Give Up, Give Up. It's like, that's, that, that shit happens. That's funny as shit. Um, no, I'm not completely unimportant. I'm not saying you're unimportant, Luke. I'm, I was talking about the fact that you were probably going to say something in the facet of, you know, what, what I was saying and the fact of, um, uh, of what I was saying, if there was anything wrong with that or whatever, you know. But in any case, um, those are the fun things like that. They, people want to maintain their controls and stuff because if they lose people, if people start thinking a little different or thinking for their own, that's when people pull away, and that's when it um, and it's and um, it's like I lost my footing. If the religious leaders and the people who have the control like that lose people that have support, they lose their power, they lose their influence, and they lose the their purpose. You know, and and if someone's dedicated their life to it, whether they believe it or not, if they lose that power, they lose their influence. They hold nothing. You know, it's like you know, you know, if we if you know, we we talk about stuff with Scientology and all the stuff going on from that. Which side note, I recommend watching Leah Remini's uh, show like that they do, where they you know talking about Scientology and all the problems of it. It's an awesome show. I love it. Um, if people were to pull away and leave the Church of Scientology, that's why Scientology comes out so vehemently against Leah Remini and stuff like that, and they're trying to sue because they don't want Scientologists to hear about this kind of stuff. They don't want Scientologists to listen and believe it because, if they, first off, some of the stuff is horrible, what they say, um, but if it's all true. You know, the idea there's a pit at the gold base in Los Angeles or oh, well, outside. Well, it's in California. I don't know if it's actually in uh, the outskirts of L.A., but you know, the, you know what I'm saying and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> if, if that happens and people pull out, then it's like David Miscavige, whose own father left the church. You know what I mean? Um, and yes, Tom Cruise is still a member of the church, but I think he's calmed it down because he wants to spend more time. So it just means he's not as active. John Travolta, very active. You know, and I just went to an event for Scientologists over here. Uh, they did a thing for 9-11, a Patriot's Day event that they do every year. It was a nice ceremony. Great food, by the way. Oh, my God. Um, and it was a good thing. And they talked about people, you know, they were giving out awards to people who were at 9-11 and stuff like that. And I was there for that part. And that was a, it was a sweet thing. You know what I mean? Um, it, it, it was a very nice thing that happened, you know, when talking about, you know, the, what these people had done and stuff like that in uh, from 9-11. You know, one of them was a police lieutenant and the other two were people who came afterwards and helped out. You know, one was a doctor and the other one was just a regular a volunteer. And it's like those are the people that need to be remembered as well. It's not just – I mean the police lieutenant, we always remember the NYPD and the FDNY and the EMTs and the military. But it's like all these other people that got involved, that was a great thing. you know. So I give them the respect for that and I thought it was a nice thing. I've never met a Scientologist that's not a good person. They're all great people. They're really nice and sweet people. You know what I mean? Some of the calmest people. They're funny. Very PG. Don't try to do adult-related jokes with them. But – 
good good people, good people, you know. So clean comedy you want to stick with, but other than that, nice people. I'll give them that. Um, what do you call it? If, if the Leah Remini show and all these others, like I said, if, if, if David Miscavige is left being the head of the church and there's no real followers, what is he the head of? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, if they are, if, the, if, if he, if that's all he's got, he's the head of nothing. You know, it's like, I am the commander of an army. Well, how many people do you have in your army? Uh, five. Then you're the commander of a team. Get two more people, you can be in command of a section, but you're not in command of an army. You know what I mean? It's like, that's just a funny thing. Um, but everybody, so if, Dave, if that's what he was left with, then what do you do? People don't want to lose their power. They don't want to lose their grip. And there's many cases like that that falls into the religion. And in some cases, just also the belief, you know, what happens if the religion dies out? What happens if people pull away and you got people who are devout and their kids don't get into it? And then the religion dies out over time. It takes a couple of cycles, don't get me wrong. But if it just grows smaller and smaller and smaller, then, you know, that's one of the other reasons why, like, you know, for example, the growth of Islam is catching up to Christianity because people are leaving the church, the faiths within Christianity because they're not believing as much anymore. You know what I mean? And it's like just growing and, and depreciating in those cases. So the numbers are getting closer to each other because one's growing while one's lessening. Um, is that if eventually a faith can die down, and we've had that in many times in the past. You can look at people believed. Look at the Egyptians. Egyptians today are Muslim or Christian, and a couple of Jews. Mm. Good drink. Um, but back in the day, you know, back in the days of like Cleopatra and all them, they believed in. You know, they had the cat gods and stuff like that. You know, I mean, we look at the sphinxes, and they had statues of other animals and stuff like that. You know praying to their god to all those different kind of gods that they had or if it was like the sun god and all these other things you know what i mean um i i you know I, i'm a big fan of the justice league and i've i, I was actually binge watching episodes recently and talked about the idea that the reason why egypt has all this stuff is because of the belief that um hawkman and hawk girl from five thousand years ago and the, the, the modern day justice league that was like the reincarnations of them or whatever have you but it's like the two of them a man and a woman um crashed into earth and they weren't able to communicate back so they ended up to help the society and the people there and they built this beautiful society and stuff like that which eventually became like Cairo or Alexandria or whatever and it was like that's why people worshipped them and stuff like that they had rings and they had hawk helmets and stuff and so that's where they had those beliefs and now I know that's a cartoon and stuff like that everybody but it's like that's kind of going with the facets is that these th people used to have these beliefs. Now, today, nobody believes in... Few people believe in the notions of, like, a cat god. I mean, there's still some people out there. You know, even people down... Even some of the people down... Like, the Aztecs. They pray to the sun, the earth, the wind, the water, the fire, all the other elements that you can get on out there. You know, they take people to the top of their... their uh, um, <clears throat> their, was it a ziggurat? Those... Uh, those you know, those uh, square-shaped pyramids, you know, with the steps and everything. And they would sacrifice someone at the top of the... Um, <clears throat> At the top of the of the of the pyramid, you know what I mean, uh, to sacrifice them as a tribute to the gods and everything, and they didn't see it as killing them as much as like doing a sacrificial tribute to the gods. You know, <clears throat> it's like that's what 
That's what the power that they had, and that's what the belief was. And there are still people that believe that, you know. You know, and Bobby Blades point out the Incas, the Mayas, the Aztecs, all of them. They had all very similar, some difference and stuff like that. They had those. Now there are some the I think they call them the Santerias, like they have them in New York where they do that, and they like sacrifice chickens and or lambs, or other animals and stuff like that. You got the beliefs. Um, <clears throat> in some cases religious but also cultural beliefs and they get intertwined like that you know in places like West Africa where they'll mutilate a woman because it believes in the idea of cleansing her and stuff like that you know you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about like where they mutilate yeah, hint hint you know and it's like believing to make her more of a woman or cleaning her and stuff like that it's like these are the things that um, <clears throat> that, that that happen but they've grown they haven't even grown. They've gone down. They've they've grown less and less powerful, and they're not as well well into that. And then you know, Papa Dave is that vo- it's it's that voodoo that you do. Yeah, you know, there's also the beliefs with voodoo, and in some cases that's born to religion. Uh, who who be what are those names of those snake worshippers? You know, the people that pray like and they they do dances and stuff with the snakes. And I don't think they call not the snake charmers, right? I mean, the snake charmers charmers are the ones that you know just play the. Uh, Play like the flutes and stuff like that, or that musical instrument, the clarinet or whatever, that stuff, which is freaky. I fucking hate snakes. I hate snakes so fucking much. But it's like, snake handlers, thank you, Dave. You know, it's like you got these different things, you know. Um, and, and by the way, Bobby Blade, you know, he's talking about a great point, you know, circumcision as well, you know. It's like chopping off the end of that and the belief that, it's, you know, it's like it's sacrificing to God. It's like, what are you doing now? We now know sanitation-wise is actually much healthier for us, so go fucking figure. We lucked out on that one. But <clears throat> it's – in the end, I mean, why is it in the end for these – and this is the psychology. And I'm, and I'm talking very heavily religious and all the points like that, and it's like I'm not talking as much as the psychology – and again, I'm trying to point because this is the power that it has with the religion. And we may be doing the same damn thing when we talk about the vices. Who knows? But the psychology of it's so much behind the notion of why do people get so much? Why do people fight so hard in defending their faith and going on the offense to get more people? Which is like, it, that doesn't work, dude. Pushing hard in your faith can be good. But when you're trying to force me into the mindset, that's not me. You're not going to recruit me. Nobody's ever been able to recruit me into a faith. I, if I ever went and believed something, I believed it because of my own damn self. Now, do I, if someone offers me material, will I take it? Maybe, depending. You know, if it's something that interests me or something like that, or if I'm just trying to learn a little more. It's like, you know, you got that. But why is it that people fight so hard in believing their faith? Why do people go to these faiths? Why do people defend their faith? Why do people vehemently attack, go on the offense to get people into their faith? You know what I mean? In the end, I think it goes down to the psychology of one thing, and I mentioned it earlier, fear. People are afraid. People don't know what's going to happen, and people want answers. You know, it's the same thing that goes with the facet of people that, you know, listening to people who say they could talk to the dead. You know what I mean? Uh, and again, it's another South Park reference, but I loved it because sometimes you, I, you learn a lot from these episodes sometimes. And they had that episode dealing, you know, that's when they had, you know, they were trying to get Kenny's soul out of Cartman's body and he ended up in like a pot roast, I think. And then they, meanwhile, Kyle was believing in what John Edwards said when he talked about his grandma and he wanted to go to Juilliard and stuff like that. And he went there. But Stan is challenging John Edwards to a faith off or whatever where they're talking to dead people or whatever. And Stan's not believing any of this shit. And he's trying to get people to listen. And he points out the fact that, yes, 
people it's like people want these answers people want to be able to talk to their loved ones that passed away because they they want to feel safe and secure they want to know the person that they loved is in a good place now that their soul's in a good place people want to be able to know that where they're going is 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 in a good place because if that person made it in if they can follow the same way that that person did then that means that they will be able to go as well to the same place hopefully you know it's like can dead mediums talk to themselves? That's a good question, Luke. That's a fun question. You know what? That's a fun question right there. Can dead mediums talk to themselves? There you go. Um, but it's like people just want answers because they don't know. They don't, they don't know. They, they just do not know and they fear that. Um, and they don't know what's going to happen and they want to know what's going to happen. And the truth is nobody knows. You don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows each other. You know what I mean? We we don't know what's going to happen to us, and that's the thing that fears people. Now you get some people out there like Anthony Missionary Thomas of Wrestling Soup, awesome guy to death, and I'm not speaking anything negative about him. But he's outright said he's basically an atheist. He doesn't believe in all this kind of stuff. He doesn't believe in God and stuff like that. And that when he dies, it just he dies, and that's it. You know, if he dies, he dies. It's more like when I die, I die. You know what I mean? Um. And I know there's probably a little bit more to it as well, but you got people like that. You got people that just, they don't know. You got people who are devout. And it's just, I truly believe, like, in the end, if you truly think about it, we won't know. And, you know, and Bobby Blaze, there's another question. People say, what's the meaning of life? People want to know, why are we alive? It's like, why are you alive? Because you're alive. To be alive. Why is a tree alive? Why is that frog alive? Why is that stupid raccoon that got hit the other day? Why was it alive until it got hit by a car? What's the meaning of death? Why did that raccoon get hit? You know, why did people blow up on the Challenger? Why do people ever die at all? Why do we need a Grim Reaper? Why do we need people killing us? Why can't we just live forever until we fuck up our atoms to the point that we... Why, why is it that we can't um, get blown up a sudden and then our atoms come back together like Cell in Dragon Ball Z? Why don't we get that power? Why can't we lose an arm and then have it regenerated back like Piccolo or a goddamn lizard? They can lose their tail and grow it back. Why can't we? You know what I mean? It's like we answers are... We don't know. And we're not going to know until the day comes, you know. It, and then people are just going to feel comfortable about themselves when they get to the point. You know, there's the five stages of death. What is it? Uh, denial, anger, bargaining, grief, and acceptance. I think that's the order, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe that's. I believe I got that right. And you know, it just comes to that. And if they maintain their faith, then they got that too. Now, again, I'm not trying to say that any faith is wrong. I'm far from it. Because, again, that faith may be the correct answer. We may find out that it was the correct answer. We may find out that L. Ron Hubbard was right and Scientology was right. We may find out that all of Christianity was right. We may find out, you know, we might find out all about the... um uh, about that Judaism or Islam or Confucius, maybe just being an atheist, maybe just being alive, we're all going to die and go to heaven or purgatory or, or whatever. We're all going to go to the pearly gates and then find out we still got to fucking deal with traffic and we still have to deal with a goddamn layover in Atlanta because fuck Atlanta. You know? We're always going to have that. So, I'm going to take a, a quick break and then when I come back, if anybody wants to make some call-ins, uh, we can have a little bit of fun with this. Um, and then we'll probably close up the show like that. Up, oh, got a news alert. X-Men is to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, we kind of already heard that, but apparently it's becoming official now, so yippee. I guess 
But the, you know what the problem is? Hugh Jackman already confirmed he's no longer playing Wolverine, so what the fuck? <clears throat> you know what? That might mean we're going to get more, uh, more, uh, X-Men in the next Deadpool movie, you know? So, I mean, I know the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, or depression, or grief, and acceptance, yeah. So, maybe just being a good human is the religion. Exactly, Bobby, you know? Um, now, I played that part of Jim Cornette before. Let's see. Ah, I got one. Here we go. This is not directly religion, but he does bring it up. So I'm going to take it. It's, it's a three and a half minute break. Um, and it, 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 it was a question that Vince Russo was asked about when it came to women's equality and the idea of women could be president, for example. And he ends up bringing religion into this. So I want to play that and then I'll be ready to go. And as a believer of the Bible, I don't believe that women were created to be leaders. I don't believe a woman was created to run this country based on the fact that the woman was taken from the man's rib. Yeah. So if we see that quote, can you see how maybe it might be perceived that you don't see women as on par with men? Why couldn't a woman run the country? Well, because ex exactly what I said. I am a Christian guy. Well, th th there's two things you got to understand. Uh, number one, I'm a Christian guy. What that means is Christianity is not a religion. Christianity means that I believe the Word of God, which is the Bible. Okay, and when you go back, and if anybody, and I did this for months, you study the book of Genesis, okay, the creation of men and women. It is crystal clear that men had a role and women had a role crystal clear men, men were the leaders men supported their family men took care of their family you know men were the breadwinners the women were the support system they raised the kids they raised the next generation and i've said many times i think the role of a this, this is the part they leave out i think the role of a woman is more important than the role of a man I've been married, and I also take into account, I've been married for 34 years. I've been married for 34 years because I have a clear uh, role, and my wife has a clear role. My wife raised three children. My kids are 31, 30, 27, and 22 now. I couldn't have done the job my wife did raising kids. To me, that's the most important role. Any, anybody can go out and get a job. That's like saying a guy could only be a wrestler. So that's one thing, that uh, raising the children, that's, that's one thing a woman right. could do. Where do you draw the line then? If, the, if this is what your interpretation of, of Genesis was, uh, can a woman save your life because she's a surgeon? Can a woman be a doctor? Absolutely. So well, where do I draw the line? A I, woman I, can't lead the country. You right. can't vote for a woman, the, the but you but you'd go into surgery. The leader the of the free world. I yeah. don't. I don't believe a woman. Why? For, for everything that I read in the, everything that I read in Genesis. But what would she? What what like what would her cognitive thought process? How would it be different than a man if she had to make a decision? Emotions, uh, emotions uh, between a man and a woman are men and women have completely different emotions. They handle circumstances completely differently. That's why women are so nurturing with their husbands and with their children, and that's so important because they're raising the next generation. Guys can't do that. But I know guys that are more emotional than women. I know a guy named Jim Cornette. Right. That is more emotional right. than any woman I've ever met. Right. 
Would you vote for Hillary Clinton or Jim Cornette? Uh, don't, don't ask me that question. I wouldn't vote that year. You would just take the year off? Yeah. 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 But see, that's the thing. People can take that and they can make that a negative. What, what, they don't give you the whole thing that I said. And what I said is at the end of the day, I'll be the first person to say I honestly and truly believe that the woman's role is more important than that of the man. But you still see it as limited, the woman's role. And so is a man's role. Yes, a, a woman's role is limited and a man's role is limited. There are, I believe there are, there are things that a woman can't do that a man can. And I believe there are things that a woman can do that a man can't. It, it works both ways. As I said, I could not have raised my children the way my wife did. I could not have done that. For the record, I think that Vince Russo is an annoying piece of shit. I can't stand his shit. <clears throat> um, you know, it's just, it, I, 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 yeah, I'm not a fan of, of what he what he says. Uh, now, I do know that in culture as well, it used to be even within the the Catholic branches. Now, they could be also, you know, I mean, like Lutherans or Puritans and stuff. And you know, the Puritans were, you know, a little different. Uh, it used to be that. Um, yeah, the woman was the one in charge of the house, which was the castle, and the children. And what it was is back at the time, it was a matriarchy. Take that, Russo. Before the days of the patriarchy, it was a matriarchy. The man was the breadwinner, and he was the protector for the queen who was in charge. That's why it was like that, and the matriarchy was the power. What ended up happening was that men started getting like, hey, I'm the one who's, you know, either uh, taking care of this family in terms of like whether it's, you know, hunting gathering maybe they had you know using the monetary system they were the ones doing that you know i should have a say in the facet and what happened was they ended up growing and growing next thing you know we got to the patriarchy you know now we're at a point in this world where there are marriages and families that are matriarchy held there are families and relationships that are patriarchy uh there were there were there, there were some that just completely even you know and um, I th and that's the powerful part is that you know it's all split, and now there are some that's just it's very harsh and it shouldn't be like that, and the person's abusive, whether it's the guy or the girl, um, and it's like you know I'm not a fan of that, and it 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 it, it, it I mean it just needs to stop. But then you got the ones where like okay it just creates that balance. Both people believe that way, both people follow that way, both people push that way, and it's like okay at least it's evened out and people are enjoying themselves. So there's that, but. Yeah, Russo, I can't stand what he said. You know, I got no problem voting for a woman to be president. Uh, I will point out that, yes, I didn't vote for Hillary because I wasn't a fan of Hillary. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I was saying to people when, I was, when it came to Donald Trump for president, you know, who should be his vice president? I wanted Joni Ernst, the senator from Iowa. I thought she was great. You know, retired lieutenant colonel from the Army, deployed. You know, she was over there in the Middle East. Um, you know, a good facet comes from a good... A good, simple Midwestern family, you know, and an upbringing. And so she knew all that. And I thought she was a good choice. So there's that. But I'm going to look at taking some calls. So if people want to call up on, on Skype, I'll give a little bit of time. If uh, nobody makes a call, then, you know, then um, we'll dip on out of here. But if anybody wants to make a call about this whole episode, give their two cents or, you know, no, you know what? It's more than just two cents. It's going to be like their 12 cents. 12 is my lucky number. So I'll give that 12 cents. And I only get 11 cents. See? It shows I'm not being greedy. It's like, oh, oh, 12 cents. But meanwhile, you get the other 88 cents. No, I'm cheapening myself. You know, there you go. <laughs>
So, but, ow, crack in the neck, so, but I hope this was a good episode. I know this is a conflictual episode, and I knew this episode was going to be popping up at some point. I knew that when I did the reality check and real I started doing this as to be an episode, uh, I mean, as a show, I realized that eventually I'm going to get to an episode that's going to be about religion, and so I decided to, uh, to do it, to just do it now, so, um, but I'm going to give it another two more minutes and see if people want to pop around. So while I wait and see if someone pops up, I'm going to do some plugs. Um, please, if anybody can, you know, you want to show your support, go to our Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash WNC, and uh, donate to us there. Show your support, your monetary support. We can use the money for the show. Um, pretty soon we're going to have to look at uh, – we have to re-up uh, – we're gonna to have to re-up our account with Mixler to maintain this account. We'll come up to the end of the year for this account. Um, so we're gonna be using money from that. Um, we're gonna use money maybe for, you know, other equipment and stuff and, uh, getting other prizes. So we'll go from there. Uh, that way it's not just my, me using my own money. Um, and, you know, so there's that. Um, damn it, I keep hitting the damn thing. Um, also, uh, you know, Papa Dave's put a lot of work into it. Uh, our Teespring account, you know, teespring.com. Go on, um, um, go, go there and check us out. Let me pull up the items to Teespring. Um, he's got so many items on there. It's fun. Uh, there we go. The WNC Party Store, um, is what the name of the account is. So you can go to, uh, excuse me. Go to teespring.com forward slash stores, it's an S at the end, forward slash the hyphen WNC hyphen party hyphen store. We got a bunch of different mugs, you know, including the WNC super party, uh, smells like fish with the hashtag SLFTLC, smells like fish, tastes like chicken. Uh, we got the Johnny Florida follow the format Illuminati pyramid uh, mug, I really like that. All these different kind of shirts and stuff um, and designs going on. It's really cool. Really, really, really cool. Um, and, yeah, just keep going. You know, many different pages of items. The, the Because I Can Peace Sunshine t-shirt. Getting to Corvin. Why am I here? You know, the 3am 3 3 confessions. You know, some good stuff. Um, you know, and stuff like that. Also, our Facebook account. It's... Uh, you know, I changed the name. It should still be facebook.com forward slash WNC show. Yep, facebook.com forward slash WNC show. You can go there and show your support for us. Uh, like and follow us. We have our website, wncshow.com. You know, we're, we'll put updates there. Uh, I've been updating as much as I can the uh, the ratings for WWE when I get them it's really hard to get the ratings now they've been very very hesitant to put out ratings so when I get the chances I do it and it's doing some good stuff so uh, much appreciation with that uh, WWE's ratings keep going down and Smackdown's almost at a 2.0 rating you know that means they're going to be back down to the ones uh, and, the, and the thing is we still got two more three full months left of this stuff you know what I mean uh, and with football season, the ratings are just going to keep going down. I mean, they hit a uh, – what was their all-time low for Raw I had it at? Uh, was it a – I'm thinking in my head. And here's the good thing is I saved the 2018 um, ratings uh, thermometer just to compare. 
And yep, their all-time rating. I remember I predicted that they were going to hit a 1.7 by the end of 2017. The end result of Raw for 2017, they hit a 1.69. So I called that. Uh, and I feel happy to say that just in many ways, but it's also bad because it shows how bad their shit's gotten. Well, uh, July 9th, their Raw, oh no, 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 wait, their SmackDown's always been under 2.0 for a while now. Maybe it's close to a 1. Uh, but their July 9th Raw, they got a 1.9. And so I'm gonna compare now, uh, I did update, I did update before, I, you know what, I think I, I think I made the new picture, but I didn't, uh, publish it. So I did that. Um, so there's that, but I'm, I'm updating like that and going from there. Um, so, and also keep in mind, you can check out, you know, a little bit of info about us guys, the show, our shows, the hall of fame and the hall of shame, you know, where you could see the 2017 hall of shamer, uh, was, uh, you know, another than Michael Jones, AKA Virgil, former AWA international heavyweight champion. AWA Southern Tag Team Champion and Million Dollar Champion also carries a table to random places. I think that's an award. And the and the 2018 Hall of Shamer, the former W booked himself to be WCW World Champion, former head writer of WWF, head of creator for WCW, head writer of TNA, and current booker for Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling, and all around scared man with a restraining order against Cornette to boot Vince Russo. And of course, the first ever Hall of Famer was. And keep in mind, the WNC Hall of Fame works under the facet of. You will be getting into the Hall of Fame. Our Hall of Fame is someone... You can only be nominated if you're someone not likely to get into the WWE Hall of Fame. And, as, conf, as conflictual as it was, the first ever one was Chris Benoit. Um, because Angelo nominated him and the people voted for him. And that was the negativity. And that's why I made sure to put an asterisk right under him. Black background, red lettering. While many fans do not support this vote, it is important to remember... The fans voted, and by a wide margin, the fans voted in a landslide to Benoit. WNC does not endorse the actions he is alleged to have committed, but honor the fans' vote for him and will respect their voice. Because that was the key thing. For me, it was the fans wanted him, and we said we were going to honor it. So it happened. So as negative as it is, we are, are, yes, honoring the vote that you guys did. And it wasn't like he won by one vote, guys. He got like... 70%, 60% of the vote by himself or something of that shit. And remember, there was six nominees. I voted for Al Snow. And so on and so forth. So, but with all that, haven't had any calls in, and I can understand why with this being a tense topic. So in the end, I'm going to play a... I'm going to play a song that I think fits into this realm... Um, I want to state that for the record that the that the person that the band that plays this song that made this song um, owns full rights to it. I am not taking any credit, so that way there's no uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, no copyrights errors or any crap like that. They own this song. This is their song. I am I am given all the credit. But uh, where can the Hall of Fame and Hall of Shame be found? Um, on our website wncshow.com. Um. In fact, here's the link. Now, keep in mind, this link itself has an old website name that we have, which was through Wix site. So, um, it's a weird thing like that, but you can go to, we got the, uh, the fast URL where you type in wncshow.com and it'll immediately take you to our website. And then you go to the about us section. That's where we have the hall of fame slash shame. Um, but I just put the link in the chat for people to check it out and go from there. So I'm going to play a song, you know, 
I think it, and this just fits within the realm we talked about when we were with religion. Because like I said before, in the end, in the end, we don't know exactly. and Or maybe we do know. Maybe we do know. And in the end, we're going to get there. So I'm going to play out the song, and I'm going to play it out in its entirety. Okay? And for, and for the record, if anybody listening live, I'm going to be sticking around uh, for a bit. So if people want to just come on afterwards and we just talk about whatever's whatever's, then there you go. Um, I'll stick around for about another five, ten minutes if people want to call up and it could be nothing about religion. Hell, it could even just be just maybe reviewing this show and what you thought. So, but I'm going to play this song. So in the end, we just go right to it. Thank you, Lincoln Park, and rest in peace, Chester. I don't know why, it doesn't even matter how hard you try Keep that in mind, I'm designed just trying to explain in due time Oh, I know, time is a valuable thing Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings Watch it count down to the end of the day The clock ticks life away It's so unreal, didn't look out below Watch the time go right out the window Trying to hold on, didn't even know I wasted it all just to watch you Yeah. 